Welcome to the Recruitment Mentors podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and this is another edition of our graduate entry-level focus podcast series where we're speaking to recruiters who are early on in their recruitment journey to find out some of the challenges that they've been working through, find out about some of the successes that they've had, and really talk about why we think recruitment should become a career choice rather than always just an accident. Really excited to be joined by Dylan today and before we get into this, Dylan, if you could introduce yourself before I uh, start talking about your journey so far. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Hisham. So yeah, my name is Dylan Stone. Um, I, I, I graduated from the University of Portsmouth in 2019 with a 2-1 in business management and entered the recruitment domain in July of 2020. So coming up to a year next month, uh, I recruit for the data center industry. So for engineers, project and safety professionals, as well as for commercial teams, for data center construction projects across the UK and the, uh, the rest of Europe. Love it. So where I always like to start, obviously, yeah, like you said, graduated with a business management degree. Loads of different things I'm sure that included and covered. So like how, tell us about the story of like, how did you get into recruitment? How did you find out about it? Is it something that you wanted to get into? Like talk to us about that journey. So I graduated in 2019 in July, coming up to well, two years ago now. And I didn't really know what I was going into. Business management gave me a lot of skills across across a wide variety of subjects like supply chain ops, sales management, marketing. So really could kind of pick and choose where I wanted to go next. Um, always felt that sales was a really strong focus for me, especially at university, especially like key account management. So sales and the sales function is something I want to move into. Um, but at the time, was really confused, didn't want to jump into anything. So I kind of started working at a supermarket okay. right out of university. Uh, did that for, well, close to sort of six, seven months. And I was like, right, I need some variety here. I'm, I'm not down with this monotony. I need to get some savings in the bank. I need to start developing. And, and then I started looking at uh, recruitment jobs. Uh, I had a couple of colleagues that had gone into it as well and really enjoying it. And um, yeah, it just seemed like that a really good opportunity for me to, to start using the skills I've learned in my degree. Yeah, I love that. So if, if, you, if you don't mind sharing with us, I think a lot of people can relate to like being in the same position that you was because it obviously went to university you've obviously taken on um obviously the debt that comes with that uh, you've invested all that time and obviously of course you want things to work out you want to know what you want to do so like what what helped you work through that period because i'm sure there would have been times when you're working at the supermarket like what the fuck am i doing like how have i ended up here like this is obviously isn't why i went to uni and sometimes um you can, you can uh, obviously, like, so I grew up in Eastbourne, it's quite a small town. And sometimes, like, I, I know there's people that I've that can end up working in a supermarket for like six, seven months, but and then all of a sudden they're there for like three, four, five years, you know, and it obviously isn't what they planned. So, how just talk to us a bit about because I think people can relate to that. Like, how how did you work through that? Like, how did you make sure that I don't know what, what was that experience like? Well, it was, I, I was quite fortunate in a way. Um, I had a really good support network around me and I was quite thankful as I still had a couple of friends that are still at the University of Portsmouth. So while I was doing my, my, my supermarket work, at least I still had someone to, uh, to hang out with, which was great. Um, but yeah, it was tough. It, it wasn't what I went to university to do. I didn't need a degree to do this role. Um, <laughs> but really, I just wanted to get just back into a customer facing role. I needed to stay busy throughout mm. this time. And I really didn't want to commit to anything that I was going to regret. I thought it would look a lot worse for me starting a, a role and thinking now this isn't for me. 
Um, so I really wanted to make sure that what I went into next was going to be something that I can, can really build off. Yeah, interesting. So just on that then, what like obviously going through that journey, what advice would you give people that might find themselves in a similar position? Like really, really paralyzed by not knowing what they want to do, but and then also paralyzed by they don't want to make the wrong decision and ending up in a job that they don't like because that's what right. it seems like that you had to work through. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you do got to realize that even though it doesn't feel that way, having been at university and finished your education, you really are now only at the start of your journey. Mm. You're not. You're not at the end. You're at the start, and you, with that, you've got to be open to change. Um, what you think you like from ages, well. From, from primary school all the way through to uni up until like 21, 22 can, will vastly differ over the, uh, over the next 10 years. Yeah. So you really just got to be um, open to change and just know it's not a race. Like you can look at your peers and you can, you can look at social yeah. media and you can really, you can find it easy to compare your situation to, to other people's, but you've got to, you've got to only focus on what you can control at the end of the day. Yeah. Nice. And, I love that. Yeah. Easier yeah, said it's, than it's, done though sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot easier said than done. Um, but I was just, yeah. I was really lucky that I managed to find a place that well, worked for me, I think. I love that, yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. look, all, and I'm sure you've seen this now working in recruitment, but I guess, like, I just found it interesting that you said, like, you didn't want to go into something and then, because it would look worse if you went into something and then, like, it didn't work out or whatever. And I don't know, for me, I, I never went to university, but for me personally, if I think of, like, a modern-day business... I would say a lot of modern day business isn't going to like go through your CV with a like fine tooth comb. Like they're going to want you to have different experiences. They're going to want you to have done different things. And I feel like sometimes that can also really stop people from like working out what they like because they're so concerned about how it will look to other people that they may have had two jobs in a year or whatever. But like you said, you're just at the start of your end of your journey. So how can you expect to know what you want to do without actually trying different things? Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I, I just I think, find that inter- interesting. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think that's a really good point. And I think I, I thought we'd been very lucky in my situation that the first role I did go into was one that I've, I've enjoyed and wanted to stick with. Um, I was just, well... For me, especially as well, being based in Portsmouth, a lot of the roles I was looking at would require a, a relocation. And that's a big, that would be yeah. a big step for me, especially leaving family and, and relationships mm. and friends. So I really wanted to make sure that, that that next step was the right decision for me. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I'm on the verge of hitting that first milestone of like working recruitment for a year. But let, let's start with like, I just really um, love asking this question like, what? Obviously, you mentioned around sales and, and those types of things, which is what you ended up wanting to focus on or go into. But like, what what skills or experiences of recruitment given you that maybe you least expected, like professionally or personally? Well, I think first, well, professionally and personally, firstly and foremost, it has to be confidence. Really? Um, I'm I'm quite a shy guy, I'm quite a timid guy, but this role has, has really brought me out of my shell. I think. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and 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 yeah, friends notice it, and family notice it as well, which is really nice. Well, why I, do you I, think it's helped you with that? Because this is coming quite common. Like, why? Why? Well, I think it's because, you're, especially when you're at university and you, you, you're, you're finally kind of controlling your schedule for the first time, it's very easy to get comfortable. Yeah. That, oh, I'm not going to go to that lecture today or oh, I'll, I'll leave the library an hour early or something like that. But now you, you really have to sort of take charge for yourself. You've got to be confident in your own abilities and, and, and your own time management skills in order to be a success. So... I think that's definitely been a, a big impact is, well, 
realizing the skill, realizing the skill set I have and, and putting that into practice and, and, and seeing results and thinking, actually, yeah, I can do this. And confidence definitely comes, definitely comes from that. Love that. That's, that's, yeah. that's so great to hear. Um, talk to me about what have been, obviously, most people would describe first year recruitment to be the toughest. Like, what, what have been some of your biggest challenges so far then in, um, that you've had to work through or still ongoing to get better at overcoming? But, like, what challenges have you been working through? Yeah, it was definitely drilled into me that recruitment was going to be hard. So I didn't go into it with any sort of false pretenses. I knew it was going to be a, a, a tough role. And it was harder than I expected. Um, sure. a bit. I did kind of think it was, oh, candidate, <laughs> job, it's easy. It's just two and two together. It works out every time. But it's not. It's a lot harder than I expected. But on the flip side of that, it's a, it's a lot more rewarding than I expected as well. Mm. A lot more rewarding than I expected. And I think recruiters especially and the whole industry just provide so much more value than the general public and I realized beforehand oh, I love that like managing that process all the way through and, and managing the expectations and, and the the industry knowledge that some of these people have is just phenomenal and, and you do see why well recruitment is an industry that that, that exists <laughs> yeah yeah so have you have you made the decision that like you've like when people say, oh, what do you do? You say, oh, I, I, I change people's lives. Have you said that yet? <laughs> <laughs> Realising uh, that. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't got that far yet. I, got that far. I, do feel it, I do feel it. I do feel it like it's really nice having that tangible impact and being able to phone someone up who is, who is happy that they found a new role that, that works for them and will allow them to be happier than they already once were. Yeah. And yeah. Just, just from that as well, especially one thing I expected in the recruitment industry was a lot of hard conversations, which there definitely are, but people as well, pe- people are just so nice. People mm. are so much nicer than I expected them to be. And they're willing to give time out of their day to, to educate you and to, 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 to help you. And it's, it's just, it was really surprising that as well, how yeah. the, the industry as well, really, really nice. So talk to me about, so you said, you said that it was definitely more challenging than you expected. Talk to me about just, just to sort of really paint the picture here for people, like what, what were maybe the top two, challenges that you found yourself really having to deal with or work through this podcast is proudly partnered with the award-winning source breaker this week i have another source breaker story for you to listen to how source breaker has helped this consultant do deals I had worked the tenancy manager vacancy twice over with no results, having gone through numerous first and second stage interviews. I was running out of candidates as the location was quite remote and I had exhausted the talent pool in the area. After having some great training with Jamie, great work, Jamie, I set up a source bot on the vacancy. The following day, the source bot picked up a perfect candidate who lives around the corner. Within a week, I secured her the role. After having the vacancy for two months, the candidate was absolutely thrilled as she had been searching for a role for six months. She was a single mother and needed a position to support her family. She was so grateful to find her dream job and the client felt it was a perfect fit. Thanks to Sourcebreaker, I have a very happy client and an even happy candidate. If any of you have not looked at or researched the Sourcebreaker tool yet, please go and check it out. You will not regret it. You listen to this podcast, you even get an exclusive saving. 
There's so many of these stories that I could read to you, but this tool is one of those game-changing tools that you just have to look at and consider to be part of your tech stack, part of the tools that you have to be successful. Use the link in the show notes to get your exclusive savings and enjoy the rest of the episode. On that note, probably be probably yeah. be a bit of imposter syndrome, I think. Okay. I think let's especially talk, let's talk about that then. Why why has that been a challenge for you? Well, I think especially coming from this, this degree background, you've kind of got, I get, I get an idealized view of how business works. Mm. And you think everything's kind of done to a process and it's all black and white, but you, you come into recruitment and you, you get that insight into how business works. And you realize that it that isn't black and white. It is quite, it is quite gray. Yeah. There are gray areas to things. And you're, you're on the phone to, to MDs, you're on the phone to, to, to commercial directors, and you're thinking, I, I, I was in the library. It's <laughs> like six months ago. And now I'm on the phone to the MD and it, it, it's, it's, it's surreal in a way. Yeah. And like so how, definitely... to, just talk to me about that. Cause I, I went through that and a lot of people will like relate to that. It's like you said, like, yeah, t- like two months ago I was in the library and now I'm having these business conversations with people that probably know a lot more than me. And like, yeah, it's something that you really have to work through. So like, I don't know what what's helped you get more comfortable in those conversations, or like you said, one of the best things that this has given you is confidence, right? So maybe you weren't yeah. as confident at the beginning of the twelve months and speak to those people, but I'm sure because you've had more and more of those conversations, you've got more comfortable and confident with them. So like, what? And this is what we need to be talking about, right? Because it, it is that is hard at the at the beginning. So like, what has? Um, I guess how how do you feel like you've got better at? making sure like you really don't put these people on the pedestal and like oh like I'm they're way better than me and things like that I think a, a big thing for me is just remembering that these these are genuinely people too like these, these, yeah. their life isn't being an MD of a construction firm they are they're a person as well and they they want to help uh, they want to educate and, and they want to make your life easier as well they want to help you to help them so mm. you've got to go into the conversations really with with an open mind and, and pretending well don't you don't know we don't know everything yeah. And if you, if you pretend to know everything, that's when things will go wrong. Yeah, so yeah. you just got to ask as many questions as possible. And I think yeah. as, you, as you learn, as you develop, and as you can provide those insights, you, yeah, you, you, you definitely feel like you definitely have your place in the industry and that imposter syndrome definitely uh, subsides a bit. Yeah, yeah, nice. Thanks for sharing that. So talk to me about, why don't we go then into obviously knowing what you know now, like what, what advice would you give Dylan, if you just graduated, you didn't go to, you didn't work at the supermarket. It was about, you, you got yourself a job in recruitment and you was like next, next Monday, you was going to start your recruitment job. Like knowing what you know now, what, what advice would you, would you give Dylan, do you think? Well, first I would have told him to get into recruitment sooner. <laughs> no. Because it would have been much better than working at the co-op, I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> so definitely get into recruitment sooner. Um, just ask as many questions as possible fr- from everyone. Everyone you yeah. meet, uh, be it your coworkers, your, your line managers, anyone who speaks on the phone is an opportunity to learn. There's no, there's no wasted phone calls. There's no pointless phone calls. You can learn everything from everyone. And yeah, don't be afraid to look stupid as well. Just, just pick up the phone mm. because you can sit there and you can dilly-dally and you can think, oh, will it go one way? Will it go the other? But yeah, just, just get on the phone and get out to people. And a big thing we've been focusing on right now with my director in the office is uh, is something called FOBO. I don't know if you're familiar with FOBO. No, no. But it's uh, it was it was it was uh, it was termed by the guy that also uh, termed FOMO. So FOBO is a fear of better options. 
Okay. It's a pyramid auctions, yeah. By Patrick, by, it was coined by Patrick McGuinness from, from Harvard Business School. And he basically just said that there, there's fear of missing out, which is definitely something that a lot of people experience, but there's also a fear of better options, which can paralyze you. You can think, well, I could write this email yeah. one way. I could change this email. I could change that word. Oh, I should have said this. When really, the, the more you overthink things, that's when you get paralyzed. That's when decision creeps in. That's yeah. when you find you're not doing any work. And that's when you find you're not developing as much. So just, mm. just getting on the phone, being clear, making that decision, I would definitely tell myself just to just, just think, think less. Pro, yeah, think pro, less, pro, really. Think less. Think yeah. less, yeah. It's crazy, isn't it, how the mind can get in the way. So, like, I, honestly, I can relate so much. And I still, I, still, I still have it now. Like, when I... Like it's just you can so easily get caught in your own head. Mm. Like before I before I go through a block time session on business development calls, like I'm going in my head, like oh how it is going to go? Should I be doing this or that? And like that can really paralyze you for sure. And oh yeah, yeah. And it's and the thing the thing that's just annoying is that you can have all those thoughts before, and then you you find yourself pluck up the courage to like make that call, and then you have the conversation, and you're like fuck's sake, that wasn't even that bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, men- no, mentality I mean, is everything. Mentality is everything as well. And I think if you have that positive mindset, that can do that, that glass half full attitude, you will get more positive results more often. Yeah. And I did find myself, especially when I started, especially on those those high level calls, speaking to to MDs and, and, and decision makers in the business, I, I was putting on the pedestal and I was getting a bit nervous mm. because my mentality was, these are business professionals. I, I don't yeah, deserve yeah. to be here. I don't know as much as these people, but. Once you kind of put that aside, you, you do find yourself having a lot more success. So I definitely drive yeah, yeah, that home to myself. Sure. No, I really, I really like the um, don't be afraid to make yourself look stupid and ask questions. Like I think that's honestly like that's such a good tip because I think again it, that, it comes back to your point right where you was thinking about like not wanting to get not wanting to get that first job wrong, you know, after that supermarket mm. and wanted it to, you want everything to go right, and that that just isn't life. That isn't work life. That isn't how things go. So actually, like the the way to think about it is, if if you do make mistakes or you do do the wrong thing, well, actually, that you're giving yourself an opportunity to learn there, and that's the that's the best mm. thing that you can do. You know, Absolutely. the more that, yeah, and don't hide from your mistakes as well. Yeah, don't hide from your mistakes. Like I think one of the things that really sticks into my mind was when I first started, and I had a call and I couldn't really hear the guy on the on the end of the line, really crackly line, quite a thick Irish accent as well. And I was kind of going along like, yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And then he asked me something and it kind of took me back. I looked, I looked more of an idiot for not stopping him and saying, actually, I can't do what you're saying, hey. saying right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand you. Yeah. So, yeah, you got, you got to do it soon. Yeah, sure. I know as well. I love that. So, okay, cool. So, look, let's, let's talk about what – let's just talk about maybe – obviously, you're coming up to this first, first year milestone, right? Mm. So, I know there's still plenty that you're learning, but I guess – what what would be maybe your top one to like three tips on like doing well or like having the best chance of doing well in those first years or like top tips for people that are also in that first year from what you've gone through and, and what you continue to learn out of interest? This podcast is proudly sponsored by Vincere, the ultimate recruitment operating system. They're more than just a recruitment CRM. They are the operating system to support your front, middle, and back office. I'm here this week just to tell you that Vincere continue to grow. They're continuing to innovate, 
And that means there's plenty of internal opportunities. There's been loads of successful stories within this business from recruiters turned tech sales professionals turned customer success managers, but they've taken a lot of successful recruitment professionals into their business and given them great career progression opportunities. So just want to let you know that they're hiring. And I spoke to one of their great stories within the business, Matt, within their customer success division, who has recorded a really short snippet on why he loves working for Vincere. So have a listen. If you're interested, check out the show notes. And there's a link there to Vincere Careers, and you can check out all of their live vacancies. So the main reason I like working at Vincere is, I mean, there's quite a few, but I think the main one is, it's just progression. You know, we are such an agile company and we're going through this, you know, hyper growth um, phase of, of growth. And the opportunity is unbelievable. You know, you, the opportunity to do anything you want, if you're good at your job and you can prove that, you know, your talent will be fast tracked and you'll move up the chain. You'll move into a management and leadership role really, really quickly and you'll see your ideas come to life. You know, there's no, there's not many layers. Um, everyone's got an open say. There's no egos as a big part of our strategy. And if you've got good ideas and you're willing to prove them and put them in practice, you'll see those ideas in our process, in our platform, in months, not years. Um, so it's a really just refreshing, it's just really refreshing to be part of a company that, you know, respect that and, and fast track that talent. So that's probably one of the main ones. Um, I would say, you know, it's not just Vincere's, you know, working at Vincere is not just a job. You know, it's not some somewhere where you come, you work nine till five, that's it, you leave, you take your money. It's a career. You know, it's whatever you put in this company is what you get out. And it kind of links back to the progression and the growth. It really is a career. It's a long-term career. Um, so if you're hungry for a challenge, you want to change, you're bored of the same day-to-day, -day, you know, Vincere is, is where you want to be, particularly where we are now in our growth stage. It's a really, really exciting time to join um, to join the you know the global global company in recruitment. Yeah, yeah. So, so top, maybe top one two tips for success for first year in recruitment. Um, have, I think helped you. A big one that's helped me is um, is is not trying to be everything to everyone. Okay, nice. Not trying to be everything to everyone. Um, I found myself, especially, you do get really excited and you you want to work the roles that you get, and, and you can find yourself sort of spreading yourself too thin. Um, so really it's all about kind of taking a step back and thinking, actually, I can't fill everything. And if I do try to fill everything, I'm not going to be giving it my best effort. Um, so okay. don't try and be everything to everyone and nice. tell your clients that as well. Like if, if, if the client gives you a role that you don't feel confident filling, then, then tell them and they'll be mm. much more appreciative of you than saying, well, promising the world and, and under delivering, um, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Be, just be absolutely forefront with people. Um, I think a big one as well is, uh, yeah, just only focus on what you can control. We, mm, we, we work in an industry where, where people kind of are your commodity and, and people are notoriously unreliable. Yeah. Um, so don't beat yourself up about it. There are things that generally are at your control. Um, so just keep your head up on that. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you'll make a success out of things. Yeah, for sure. That is, it's, it's, uh, it's hard obviously at the beginning it's it can obviously a lot of emotions are attached to certain things and yeah i think the better yeah like you said the quicker you can get at understanding what can i control and the things you can't control the better um but easier said than done as well for sure so talk talk to me about then like why why do we think 
sort of more people should be considering recruitment as like a career choice rather than an accident from your experience so far? Because the typical story is fell into recruitment. Um, obviously, you shared how it's impacted your life professionally, but also personally and confidence and obviously um, and all these types of things. So like why, what from your perspective, like why do you think people should actually pick this career rather than it being an accident? Oh, yeah. Firstly, like you said, you do learn some invaluable skills. Like I've really developed my, my confidence my, my decision-making, my initiative in this role, which has been a massive help. Um, I've found as well that recruitment is, is is great for a graduate as well, as you do get that that tangible impact. Once you, you make that placement, you, you you can see it, you can phone them mm. up. It, it's great. It's not just sort of seeing numbers on a screen. You, mm. you, you're, you're in the industry, you're getting involved, and yeah, you're making things happen, which is great. Um, I like recruitment as a career as well, as it really allows you to, to control your own schedule mm. and it's, it's almost sort of like starting a business within a business, yeah, for uh, sure. um, which is which is great as a, as a business management graduate. And that whole way through as well, you're, you're developing your own network, mm. your own personal professional network, which I think is great and not something you really get the opportunity to do in a lot of other career paths. Yeah, it's a really good point. And I think sometimes that can be underestimated. Like, yeah, so, um, there's loads of people. I'm sure your boss is said that like people that they placed in their social recruitment, they're still friends with now or speak to, right? And uh, yeah, recruitment is one of those rare things where you can meet people in the work life that could end up having a really positive impact on yourself, personally, professionally, and also the the things that you may do in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, yeah, everyone here is just so nice. The, the recruitment industry, I find, is, is really nice. Everyone's just willing to help, willing mm. to develop, and willing to, to, to put time into people right now, which is not something that you're seeing across the, uh, the, a lot of industries. Yeah, I love that. So look, as we... Uh, as we come to the end here, then, um, I guess just just a couple of things that um, I'd love to just get your thoughts on. Um, just more from, I think people will be interested to hear, like, because a lot of recruitment businesses are definitely sort of hiring a lot more graduates, hiring entry-level talent for their own businesses. So, like, when when you was looking for a business to, to work for, just out of curiosity, like, what what resonated with you like what was it that you because a lot of people like are trying to understand like what is it that young people are really motivated by right so is it the the um holiday incentives is it like the the sort of all of these incentives that we can offer but like i don't know what what was you most like motivated to make sure that you got in the company that you ended up in was it progression was it um being able to learn from people. I don't know, like for you, what just out of interest, like what was it that you was really motivated by when you wanted to uh, make that move when you left working for the yeah, supermarket? I'm not, really, I'm really glad you asked that one. Um, so when I, I started to look for other roles, uh, aside from the supermarket, I did start putting out applications to a few recruitment agencies and I was lucky enough to interview with with a few. So I did yeah. actually get quite a, a different look at some of the, uh, the other agencies that were available to me, um, which was really great. Um, yeah, the 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 agency I ended up going up to in the end. Um, the reason I chose them was they 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 showed that commitment towards me, which was really really nice to see. Um, at the time as well, we were just kind of moving into the first lockdown, mm. so it was a it was definitely a a, a scary time. But I, I interviewed for some very large companies, interviewed for very small companies, and, and the company I ended up going forward with in the end, um, the big appeal for me was being able to sit next to the director. Nice. I'll sit next to the director. I'll sit next to the person that has an integral role in this company, and I, I can learn from him. I can learn from someone that's been there, uh, has done it, 
has made a success mm. out of this career. And that was what was a big number for me. I didn't want it to be just another number in the field. Yeah, um, yeah. I really wanted to, 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 to well, give myself the best opportunity to, to learn and develop as much as possible. Yeah, I love that. So it was the learning development, access to people you could learn from. Yeah, I love that. That I really resonate with that because I, I worked for like a big insurance company. Then I worked for a smaller insurance broker and then I went into insurance recruitment. And that was the, after going from like a big company to a smaller company, that was all I always felt like, right, if I'm going to really commit myself in a sales environment, I want, I don't want to feel like a number. Um, and I think sometimes small grown recruitment businesses can forget that that's like a really great thing to be talking to potential hires about it's like yes we don't we're not this big corporate company but i guarantee you you'll be able to learn so much from the people you have direct access to um so final thing then to wrap this up like obviously it seems like you had a couple of interviews and obviously i'm sure mm -hmm. you've helped people with um interviews now like if i'm listening to this and i've currently got maybe some interviews lined up to get into recruitment what would be maybe your one, two tips uh, for those recruitment interviews out of interest for people that um, are hopefully about to enter the industry. What what tips would you give them on to smash their interview for a recruitment job? Yeah, especially now with with, well, with the market we're in and a degree doesn't sort of equal a job, you've got to give yourself the best chance to success. You've yeah, got yeah. to be able to stand exactly. out amongst the rest. Um, and really, I think it's just about initially putting yourself out there and giving something Giving, giving the uh, the company you're applying for something to see other, fit, other than a CV, mm. whether that be a podcast or a LinkedIn page or mm. just uh, an article or a blog, just anything that you put out there. Because anyone can just send a CV any, nowadays. Yeah, But sure. I think the best people do do follow up. And that's something that I did to stand out, stand out for this opportunity was I, I ended up messaging the director at, at 1am on a Sunday night. I saw the role because I had just interviewed somewhere else. Didn't think it worked very well. And I messaged him, I said, look, I've just seen you have some advertisement for this position. Yeah. I think I, I tick all your boxes here. When can we have a phone call? Love that. And of course, 48 hours later, I've, I've got my first interview. Awesome. Which was which is fantastic. So really just um, be confident in your abilities as well, especially as a business graduate. You, you do graduate and you think, okay, what now? What have I really learned? But the, the experience that they've had is, is, is invaluable. You've been mm. delivering presentations. You've been working in cross-cultural teams. You've been doing group works and, and, and collaborations with people you never would have thought of. Mm. And really got to take that, take all that experience and all that knowledge into that interview with you. Yeah, and I love just that. Develop, just to show that you, you have that willingness to learn, that drive mm. and, and to, to succeed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so like just do, yeah, like do the things that maybe other people aren't willing to do. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That. Yeah, someone will always go the extra mile. Yeah, So you yeah, might as well exactly. make sure it's you, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, look, Dylan, um, thank you so much for joining us on this. I, I really appreciate you being really on there, sharing challenges, what you've learned so far, and really excited to to see where you are in another year's time. Um, and big thanks for, for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, I hope I can come on sooner rather than later. <laughs> Done on making it to the very end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I've done my very best to try and level up this podcast that will hopefully mean that you can take even more learnings from these conversations and apply it to your own recruitment career. Like always, if there are any particular topics that you would love me to cover with future guests, then please get in touch with me. The best place to reach me is on LinkedIn. Send me a message. What would you love me to cover with future guests? And 
If you have enjoyed the podcast, then it would be amazing if you could leave a honest review in your favorite podcast streaming platform. That will simply mean that we're able to reach more people with this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe completely free on your favorite podcast streaming platforms. And we'll be back next week with a new episode of the Recruitment Mentors Podcast.